Mindfulness mode. Stop and take three deep breaths intentionally. Hey, Mindful Tribe, I'm smiling because I'm here with a person who is also smiling and we've just had a few minutes to chat before I hit record. I'm here with the Shinominal Coach. And what a great word that is. She is phenomenal, but she's also Shinominal. And I'm pretty sure she came up with that word, but we're gonna find out when we talk about this on the on the uh, interview but she's a transformation life coach she's an intuitive healer she's a workshop facilitator and she's an author and speaker and so she's had some real personal struggles that we're going to talk about but she's moved through and she's just moved ahead and she helps now other people i think probably a lot of women who are overworked, exhausted, and underappreciated. And she just really is so passionate about unapologetically getting out there, doing what she can in the world to help people. She's a single mom of four. She's had breast cancer. She's had, like I said, so many challenges. But I'm here today with Tasha Champion. Tasha, are you in mindfulness mode today? Oh my God, incredible. It's it's kind of hard not to because you just, before the recording, you jump right in with just such a, um, a heartfelt like smile and warm spirit. So if anybody's not mindful when they come here, by the time you say hello, I think they're there. They get oh, there. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, what does mindfulness mean to you, Tasha? Mindfulness means to me being present. That's the first word. Um, being in a state of... I understand the world is chaotic, but if I can just find my center right here, where I am right now, no excuses, just find my center, then I'm being mindful. Um, am I aware of what's happening around me? And do I take it on as negativity or do I power through and say, you know what, things happened, but I know how to center myself and just be mindful and be in a relaxed state and being in peace but also being aware. Well, you are really doing a lot of great things to get the message out there. And one of them is through your podcast. And the podcast is called She Is Shenomenal, and yes. it's on YouTube. So yes. tell me about your podcast. Tell me what has uh, led up to that, to the point when you decided to do it. And tell me what really makes this exciting to do this podcast. You know, I think that there are just so many incredible she nominal and he nominal men in this world. And a lot of times we're not able or we don't have the opportunity to show our greatness, to share our stories because we may not be able to find a TV show to be on or, you know, we're not with a celebrity that can get us into those doors. And my goal with She Is She Nominal was just really to bring incredible women, like I said, occasionally men, but to bring incredible women who have gone through triumph, who, who have persevered through challenging times in their life, maybe those who have created businesses to you know, help take care of their families or to reach their goals. And we just, we really have an incredible amount of powerful, beautiful women. And I wanted that platform to get to know them, to share their story and just to let the world know like, hey, here's another woman you need to meet and know about. 
Well, since you mentioned challenges, let's dig right in and talk about some of the challenges you've had. What have some of the major challenges been that you've made it through? Um, okay, so I would, there's two, there's two major challenges. So the first one was November 26 of 2012, when I finally found the strength to say I wanted a divorce. Um, I had gotten married to my children's father and I knew walking down the aisle, like I could feel God say, don't do this, don't do this. And I was like, no, God, I got this. Everything's going to be fine. Like, I'm going to prove you wrong. And I felt it in my spirit and I did it anyway. Part of it was I wanted to prove people to be wrong. I wanted to go against his family. So November 26, I'm saying to him, I want a divorce. And he gives me the biggest shocking news of our lives. And that is he set me and our children down. We have four children. And he said, you know, mom and dad are getting a divorce. And of course they began to cry. And then he said, he pauses and he says, there's another thing. And he says, I won't be your dad anymore. Um, I need to restart my life as if I was never married or had children. So oh November 26 will be 10 years since he has been a present father. And he was he was a great father when he was there. So I don't know what happened that his whole world was like, you know what? You don't need a wife, you don't need kids. And he has lived his life that way as if these children were never born. Oh my gosh. My gosh, that must've been a lot of trauma for the children. Absolutely. And so while I'm trying to process my own shock, my own trauma, my own disappointment and hurt, I still have four little souls who I need to look yeah. after as well. So I'm trying to process five people, you know, and not even understanding how I was feeling. I'm still trying to understand how four babies are feeling who have had their dad every day since they were born. And all of a sudden he's gone. He's not deceased. He's gone. Just then vanished, left. Wow. Wow. That is really, really tough to get through. I'm absolutely sure. And tell us about the other challenge. So the second one is I am BRCA positive. So BRCA is the breast cancer susceptibility gene. It uh, shows you, it's a gene mutation that shows your risk factors for having breast and or ovarian cancer. Um, there's a long history in my family on my mom's side. She's a survivor. Her aunt is a survivor. And when she tested positive for the gene, me and my two sisters decided we would test as well. We were all positive. And excuse me, um, I went in to do an elected double mastectomy, meaning I'm going to go in and be a previvor, have this double mastectomy, reduce my risk of ever having breast cancer. And I went in to be a previvor. I came out a survivor because they found the cancer was already growing. Wow. And this was myself. And then my sister was diagnosed two weeks prior to me in the exact same way they found the cancer during surgery. So we went through multiple surgeries together. We went through chemotherapy together. We went through our healing process together. And my poor mom was just running all around town, getting to both of our treatments, both of our surgeries. So between the, the divorce, which I like to say happily divorced now, and then the breast cancer, it awakened a lot within myself. I have not heard the word previvor before. Now, is this one of your words or just a word I haven't heard? 
No, this one is not one of my words. This is as I was just kind of researching and learning about having this BRCA gene and, and involving myself in different Facebook groups so that I can learn more and get support. Um, a lot of the women use the word pre-viver because we are choosing to survive before we ever need to fight to survive. So the goal again was just to be a pre-viver and I actually came out as survivor. Wow. And look at you today after these really, really tough challenges and you seem so happy and well-adjusted and grounded. And yes. is would you use those words to describe yourself? Absolutely. It is how I describe myself. I describe myself as grounded, centered, loving, um, aware and awakened because I had to learn a lot about myself through these through these difficult times you learn a lot by yourself about yourself if you choose to and I chose to um and so I get to live in that every day I'm so appreciative of life and love and the people that are around me the people God blesses me with and so because I get to live that way and live this life like it's just joyful you know is every waking moment joyful no but can I find joy in every waking moment yes Wow. No wonder you are so successful with workshops and and teaching experiences. And now you have a retreat coming up that you're going to do. Isn't that next year? It's next year. It's in October of 2023. So I'm very specific because obviously October 2022 is coming up. But I am doing the first Shinominal Women's I am worth it self-care retreat. So we are bringing women together in a beautiful, luxurious home, and we're going to pour into them. We're going to pull out healing in them. We're going to create a bond and a sisterhood. And this is about forgetting your titles, titles of wife, mom, daughter, coworker, friend, supervisor. We just want to come in as ourselves, releasing the titles and just being ourselves for the weekend. And how many will you be able to have there for that retreat? There will be 12 to 16 women. 12 to 16. And where will it be located? This is going to be, I am vacillating between two places. So either the Palm Springs area of uh, California or the Temecula winery area of California. Okay. One of the two. Yeah. So it'll be in California. And you do a lot of healing, don't you? You do chakra balancing and uh, Reiki healing. Tell us about some of that healing that you do and how you learn to do it and, and the experience of what it's like to be a healer. So since I was young, um, like the word psychic had a negative connotation in my home around people that I knew. And what I still realized is regardless to if it's a negative word to you guys, I see and feel things that I can't explain. And I see and I feel things that are that come to me. I would feel things about people and say they're not really a great person, but I didn't know why I was feeling that. And so what I learned is I just read energy on people. And it was through my healing, working with my mentor that she said, when are you just going to admit that you're an intuitive healer and that you have the power to help people see what's going on so that they can actually heal? She said, when are you going to admit that? And I was like, I don't think I do that. And she said, you do it every day. You talk to people every day. And they're like, how did you know that about me? And it was in that that I said, you know what? And I asked God, I was like, 
so is this my purpose that I've been waiting on? Because I had been crying a lot, trying to figure out my purpose. And I finally felt it in my spirit and in my soul that, yes, this is your purpose. You get to help and support women in their healing. Women who once felt like you can now feel how you feel. And you get to help facilitate that and help bring out that joy that we all have in us. But it's usually so muddled down in all of the hurt and disparities that we tend to go through. Wow. Wow. I'm so impressed with all you're doing. I mean, it's just incredible (laughs) how you just you're making such a difference in the world. That's that's wonderful. Tell us about your book. Your book is called She Nominal. Tell me more about your book, because I looked up online and I see you have the Shenomenal uh, book. Well, it's She Is Shenomenal. No, that's your podcast. She that's Is Shenomenal. Mm-hmm. Then you have the book, Shenomenal Woman. And mm-hmm. then you have a workbook by the look of it. You tell us about your writings. Yeah, absolutely. So Shenomenal Women came about... Um, 2020, 2020, I was sitting at my desk and I'm like, I felt God tell me I was going to write a book. And I'm like, who's going to write a book? And (laughs) I had been a part of an anthology um, in 2018, never knew that that was going to lead to that awakening within myself. And so when I got the urging from God that I would write a book, um, he told me it would be She Nominal Women, because in 2017, my very first workshop, After the workshop, this lady goes, oh, my God, you guys were phenomenal. She goes, no, y'all were she-nominal. And it's stuck in my spirit, and I never knew why. So from 2017, this word, it just, it warmed me. It soothed me. It was just so spectacular to me. And when God gave me that for the book, I was like, oh, wow. And I asked God, okay, well, send me 15 women that will join this journey. The whole goal was to share how we were able to give up our excuses and really make a way through life's most challenging times. Because most of us can't move through the pain we're in because we're still giving ourselves excuses. And 22 other women joined me in sharing their stories about overcoming their obstacles. And so we talk about um, there is divorce and abuse, there's loss of a child, Um, There was rape and molestation, um, breast cancer. There was understanding that this life is not as perfect as you think you can create it. Uh, My chapter was permission to be fearless because I had to learn how to be a fearless soul that could go after anything that I wanted in life. And so these stories um, are just beautiful transparency, told in beautiful transparency. Um, so that other women could read it and be inspired to take that first step into their own healing. Wow, that sounds like a wonderful book and a wonderful project. So would, do you think you'll ever be doing any more compilation projects? Um, I, I will say absolutely. I don't know when. I've been asked about doing a Shenomenal 2. Um, and I think that that will be on the horizon. I don't again, have a date or anything, but I think it is important to bring women together. Many of the women uh, from the book, they expressed how cathartic writing was for them, and they never knew. Some of them experienced uh, outbursts of tears because they didn't know that they were still hurting. Some of them realized how far they had come, and this was a time of celebration. So these anthology books really give women the opportunity to not only share their story, but it does something for them on a soul level as well. 
Wow. And then you also put together the self-care planner and journal. Tell us how that helps women get their life together. So, so many of us, we live day to day, just almost on autopilot. We know that we have to, you can close your eyes. You get, you have to get up, drink your coffee, brush your teeth, get the kids ready, get them off to school, making lunches, go to work, go through traffic, come home. You, you have all these things and this becomes your day to day. And your whole to-do list has everything and everybody on it except you. And what I wanted was for women just to pause for a second and just every day, if you can dedicate and donate 10 minutes of time, just 10 minutes out of 24 hours, you can have 10 minutes to yourself. Acknowledge how you're feeling. Acknowledge the sensations in your body. Acknowledge what happened in that day, what you were grateful for. Acknowledge what went wrong so you can just let it go and not let it, you know, consume you. And it's a 12-week self-care planner because if you could do this for 12 weeks, it will become now part of your autopilot like everything else in life. Yes. Take care of you. That's the key to taking care of anything and anybody else. Tasha, could you share with us some feedback you've received from some of the people you've influenced, maybe readers of your book or people who have attended your workshops, something like that? Absolutely. Um the, I think one of the biggest things for me is when someone comes to me and they're hugging me and they're crying and saying, I needed this. And I didn't even know that I needed this. I came here just to support you. And here it is. Like, I needed the messages that were here. Um, I saw a post a few weeks ago that said, if you've never been to one of Tasha Champion's events, you're missing out. Everything she touches turns to gold. That had me bawling in tears. Um, wow. I had a woman recently say that just being able to say, excuse me, in a store, she had never been able to say that. She had just been so rejected in life that she found silencing herself was easier and she wanted to stop feeling powerless. And so we worked through her throat chakra and she was like, Tasha, I said, excuse me at the store. Now we think that that's just so normal. You get back, you get past someone by saying, excuse me. But for someone else, that was a struggle. And so to feel that win from her, I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Um, I had another young lady find her passion. She was actually going to school. Now, let me make the disclaimer. I did not discourage her from going to school. What I did was have her go inside and understand, is this really what you want to do? What do you truly feel called to do? And she was like, I really want to be a massage therapist, not a not a, a history teacher. And I said, what's stopping you? And it was all the other noise of society and family and friends saying that this is the right path. But what's the right path for you? And I'm so proud to say she just finished massage therapy school and she announced on Facebook a few weeks ago that she's now working inside of a salon um, doing massages and she's happy. And she's so full of joy that she gets to every day help people feel better. So these are the things that I love to hear when I'm supporting and working with women. Wow, that is really inspiring to hear this. Thank this is you. fantastic. And your website, shenomenal.com, 
That's mm -hmm. a website that all of you Mindful Tribe should check out. Visit Thank the website, Shenomenal, and I will spell it just because, you know, it's a word that you may not have heard before. S-H-E-N-O-M-E-N-A-L, Shenomenal.com. So I want you to tell me about the Amelia Project. Wow. Um the Amelia Project was born from one of my co-authors that was her daughter's best friend. And Amelia had gone through the foster care system most of her life. Um, and her adoptive mother had passed away, which put her back into the foster care system. And she had aged out. And you know, a lot of these children, once they age out of the foster care system, they don't know what to do. And she had poured all of her heart and soul and love and the money her adopted mother left her into a guy. And every time he would, you know, leave her, she had tried to commit suicide. My my co-author's daughter found her. And so she survived. But then the next time she didn't. And so Amelia passed away. And it was at a time that my co-author, Denisha, she wanted her to read this book and we were waiting on it to come out. And she never got that opportunity. And we sat down and we talked about it. One of my other co-authors, um, she's donated a lot of books to different organizations that help with people. And we created the Amelia Project for people to be able to donate uh, money to get books that we could then do workshops um, with young girls that are aging out of the foster care system, or we can send them send the books to like domestic violence shelters, women that are transitioning back into being healthy and thriving women. So that's what the Amelia Project was about. It was born through a very painful situation with this young girl losing her life. But through her, we are birthing ways to help other women and young girls. Wow, that's fantastic. Tell me about your four children and how they bring mindfulness into your life. Oh my gosh, I call my my four my fantastic four. Um, for me, they are always like my four little champions because they're my babies, even though they are um, 22, 19, 17, and 13. And it's it's been the five of us for uh, 10 years now. And when they were younger, every day when I would take them to school, I would always put on some type of personal development video. And what I love most is if I'm having a moment or if I'm feeling down, they burst into my room and they just give it to me. They give me all the things that they have learned during personal development. They mimic people. They uh, pump me up. And then my children are also at every event that I do. They are my, my crew. They check people in. And my babies are also my peace, my P-E-A-C-E. They are my peace because they were with me at my worst. And they also have seen me overcome these obstacles. And they appreciate my honesty with them. I never tried to shield the truth. I'm like, this is me. These are the mistakes that I've made. The mistakes that I've made is why you had to endure certain pains through uh, within yourself. And I'm sorry. And let's see how we can work through it. So my children are truly an extension of my heart and soul while still allowing them to develop and make mistakes on their own that they get to learn from. Wow, that's great. Do you have sons or daughters? One daughter. She's my oldest and three sons. I see. Well, that is really wonderful. I always ask a question, Tasha, on the topic of bullying, because I've worked in the field of bullying for a long time. And I find that mindfulness can really, really help 
people who are bullied and it can help prevent bullying. But do you have a story you could share with us about bullying where mindfulness would have made a difference? Absolutely. Um, when I came out of the divorce, I jumped right into another relationship. My children, of course, were a package deal. And that situation turned out to be very unhealthy for us. Uh, we were verbally bullied. Um, everything was about what this person had and what we were using and we're in their house and this is their car. And I mean, like locked us out one day and made us sit on the porch for hours. And it was, um, you know, it was weakening for me because I'm allowing my children to go through this because I'm not strong enough to walk away. Mm -hmm. And had I known then about mindfulness, I could have really went inside and trusted my spirit. I could have trusted what God was guiding me to do. And I didn't do that until mm -hmm. I learned what mindfulness was. And it's as we came out of that situation, me and my children, like we spent time together because we needed that healing. And I truly believe that when people learn mindfulness early on, it allows you to, how do I want to say this? Um, the pain doesn't deepen as much because you're learning how to work through it. You're learning how to breathe through it. You're learning how even in this chaos, I can still find a little bit of joy. So that's what mindfulness means when you are, you know, being bullied and mindfulness can give you the confidence to tell someone that how you're feeling and what you are experiencing so that you can feel safe. Tasha, as we move toward the end of the interview, I want to ask you five quick answer questions. So just okay. 30 second answers are perfect. The first one is this, who is one person who has been a powerful mindfulness influence in your life? Um, I have to say my mentor, Elise Falzone and my cousin, Bianca Page, they are both like my mentors, they are my spiritual guides. They are the people that that bring me back to center when I need to, when I need it. Terrific. Tell us how mindfulness has affected your emotions or how you deal with your emotions. Um, mindfulness has affected that by allowing me to acknowledge this is how I'm feeling. Now, what do I get to do about it? So that I'm not sitting and sulking in the pain or the hurt or the dysfunction, the frustration. Mindfulness says, okay, yes, this has happened. Acknowledge it, feel it. Now, how do you want to safely move through it? Okay. Well, let's talk about breathing. We haven't really talked about that. Do you have any breathing techniques or any strategies, any thoughts about breathing that where breathing and mindfulness are related? Absolutely. There's three main breaths that I do consistently. So one is the one breath, just taking that really deep breath and sighing it all out. Um, I do that a lot in traffic. I live in Southern California. <laughs> um, the second one is just kind of slowly deep breathing, holding it at the top of four seconds and then slowly exhaling for four. So I usually do that one before and after my meditations, just to kind of bring me into the meditative state and then to take me out of the meditative state. And then my favorite uh, breathing technique is the alternate nostril breathing, um, just wow. alternating the nostrils. Like that one really, really allows me to connect and just feel 
and just be. That's my absolute favorite breathing technique. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. And of course, your book, Shenomenal, is a book that Mindful Tribe, you should get your hands on and check it out. But do you have any other books that you recommend? Um, let's see. Obviously, Phenomenal Women is going to be my first. Of but um, what I would say is, uh, what's the name of the book? The Path to Wealth is a daily practice for me. It's a beautiful book of having a spiritual meeting, a meeting with your spirit every day. I like get the book, um, a path, the path to wealth. And then I would probably recommend um, almost any Gabby Bernstein book. Like okay. she's always my favorite. Um, there was another one that I recently added and I can't think of the name of it. Oh, I can't think of the name of it, but definitely any Gabby Bernstein book and The Path to Wealth. Those are very powerful books that would really take you to the next level if you allow it. Well, we'll put that into our show notes at mindfulnessmode.com. And if you think of that other book and you want to send the name of it to me, then I'll put that in the show notes as well, Tasha. Okay. Awesome. My last question is about an app. Are there any apps that you use or that you recommend that can help with mindfulness? Um, I don't personally use any of them. However, what I will say is I keep seeing the commercials for Calm. And I've had that on my phone before and then getting a new phone, I don't transfer it. But the fact that it keeps coming into these commercials, I know I need to add it back. So I definitely would say Calm. Um, and I think if you don't know an app to use specifically, set a reminder on your phone to grab something from YouTube, grab a meditation from YouTube, grab like some affirmations that you can do, um, you know, but there are so many apps out there that a person can use just to keep themselves grounded and center. And the other thing I always recommend is once an hour, just once an hour that you are awake, stop and take three deep breaths intentionally. Great recommendation. That's good. Yeah. And as we wrap up the interview, do you have a word of advice to just kind of sum everything up? Maybe somebody's listening who is going through a challenge now in, in their life, or maybe they just feel like they would like to practice mindfulness more in their life. What would your words of advice be to that person? So if you are currently going through a challenge, understand that everything you need is already in you. Everything to overcome that is already in you. And if you can just take a moment, if you can take three minutes a day to practice mindfulness, it will allow you to experience a new level of healing because it's going to open you up to know maybe you're being guided to reach out to someone. Maybe you're being guided to read a book. Maybe you're being guided to watch something on television. Like if you just can practice that mindfulness and get connected to you, you will be led to exactly what you need for your healing, which is going to return you right back to yourself. The core of who you are already exists. The love, the support, it's already in you. And sometimes we just have to open ourselves up to find it. And that's what mindfulness can do. It can bring you exactly what you need to get through that challenge and heal. Wow. What great words of advice. Tasha, thank you so much for being on Mindfulness Mode today. 
Thank you. I appreciate you having me. This has been great. (laughs) You're welcome. Bye now. Bye. Hey, Mindful Tribe, thanks for listening to the episode today with Tasha Champion. And after we stopped the interview, I talked to her a little bit more about the retreat that she's going to be having. And she talked about why she's giving people an opportunity to sign up for it ahead of time. So here is a little bit more from Tasha as she discusses this topic. I am opening it up a little more than a year in advance because I remember days when I couldn't pay for something full pay or I couldn't even afford to do the payment plans. And what I wanted to do was make sure that women had the opportunity to make small payments every month so that they could still attend if that was their only way. So I'm opening this up a little more than a year in advance just to allow the flexibility of that payment plan. So Mindful Tribe, you can go to mindfulnessmode.com and look at the show notes for this episode, or you can go directly to shenominal.com and you'll see the information about the retreat and more information about Tasha. So with that, take what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.